as soon as you start speaking, you have a highly negative, highly self-critical, very mean stream of thoughts running through your mind. The effectiveness of your communication and also the confidence that you exude in the tone of your voice is directly linked to the internal monologue that is happening in your mind. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am Jess. I'm the host and creator of the Art of Speaking Up podcast, and I created this show to help you build confidence, find your voice, and become unstoppable in your nine-to-five career. I created it because I struggled a lot at the beginning of my nine-to-five career, and I spent a lot of time working on myself, working on my confidence. I did a lot of coaching and spent a lot of time getting support to help find my voice at work and to help grow my confidence. And eventually, I found my voice and built a very firmly rooted inner sense of self-confidence that helped me really thrive in my corporate career and advance really quickly into leadership roles. I became an executive at a really big company in my early 30s, and I do this work and I created this show to help you find your voice and to help you build confidence that lasts and that is so strong within you that people feel it when you speak and they feel it when they're in your presence. It's a confidence that you feel inside and that you exude from the inside out. And today's episode is so foundational and so important when it comes to having a strong voice and building confidence. And it is something that I can really, really help you with because I have deep, deep expertise and experience in the topic of being put on the spot, thinking on your feet, speaking off the cuff. It is an area where I used to struggle so much, so much. It was so hard for me. And now it's literally what I do on this podcast. When I record this podcast, I don't have a script. I either have a set of bullets to remind myself so that I don't forget anything important, or I go into the podcast with almost nothing. Like I just speak off the cuff. And I wasn't born knowing how to do that. That is not something that I have always been good at. I really struggled in the early days of recording this podcast. And I also really struggled in the early days of my career to speak off the cuff. But it's a skill that I built and got better at. And that's what I'm going to help you with in today's episode is to help you build the skill of speaking off the cuff. So I don't want you to think that it's something that some people are good at and some people aren't good at. 
because I can tell you firsthand, I was not good at it. And now I am extremely good at it. So it truly is a muscle, a skill that you build through learning and practice. And that's what we're going to do in this episode together. Before I dive in, get ready because next week I'm opening doors to the Art of Speaking Up Academy and I would love to have you join me. You've probably heard about it a bunch of times by now, but if you haven't, the Art of Speaking Up Academy is where you take all of the breakthroughs and light bulb moments and learnings and boosts in confidence that you've been getting from listening to this podcast and you take them much deeper. It is my signature group program where you will build the confidence you need to speak up more often at work, and you will learn how to speak in a way that is effective and also in a way that exudes confidence so that you can make a really strong impression on the stakeholders around you in your workplace. What I love so much about this program is that I help you find a confident voice that is authentic to you. What I struggled with so much in my journey of finding my voice in my corporate career is I felt like all of the advice and guidance that I was getting was encouraging me to adopt a fake voice, a fake confidence, speak like someone I'm not. And that just had me really stuck because I felt like I was playing pretend and wearing a mask. And it's really hard to feel confident and exude confidence when you feel like you can't even be yourself and you're trying to be someone that you're not. And inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy, the way that I teach you the communication tools and the way that I coach you to grow your confidence and really develop your mindset all comes from a perspective of helping you find a confident voice that's authentic that feels like you. It is a six-month curriculum-based learning experience where you will master the foundations of effective communication and find that confidence that is already inside you. It might be buried very, very deep, but you're going to find it and we're going to help amplify it so that you can show up a lot bolder in meetings, take up more space, and exude confidence when you speak. Enrollment for the Art of Speaking Up Academy is going to open next week on Monday, May 1st. So mark your calendar. If you love the podcast, you will love the Art of Speaking Up Academy. So many of you tell me that you experience breakthroughs listening to this podcast and that it boosts your confidence. And when you come into the Art of Speaking Up Academy, you have a live session led by me every week with your cohort and the breakthroughs that you have are bigger, they're more lasting, and they're more sustainable. That is the advantage that you get from being in a structured program where you really get to commit to your own growth and development. And that is what I offer you inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. So mark your calendar. Doors open next week, Monday, May 1st. And if you want to get a taste of the Art of Speaking Up Academy for free, take my free audio training, Three Steps to an Unstoppable Meeting Presence. This is a free audio course. You can listen on the go so you can take it with you. You don't have to sit down and watch video. And I walk you through the foundational pieces that you need to develop a voice and a presence that is unstoppable. Even if you're a beginner, even if you feel like having a confident voice is far away, it is just a series of small bite-sized steps stacked upon each other, compounding upon each other, that is going to help you evolve your voice from wherever it is at today to a much more confident, 
assertive and effective voice that will help you not only feel better and stronger in your career, but will help you develop a reputation that leads to your growth and your advancement. This free audio training that I created, Three Steps to an Unstoppable Meeting Presence, is my favorite freebie that I have created to date. And I am so in love with it and so into it that I made a trailer of it to share with you. So I'm going to play you a little bit of a teaser of this free course so you can get a taste of what I'm talking about. So let's take a listen. The first very obvious thing that starts to happen is you use your voice more, you speak up more, you take up more space. There's a part of you inside your mind telling you not to do it, telling you why you shouldn't do it, persuading you to keep quiet. It is a muscle to be able to take action even when all of those things are happening in your mind. And you know what that muscle is called? It's called confidence. So often you might spiral because of the uncertainty of not knowing whether you're doing a good job. When you have mastered the technical skills of effective communication, you will know hands down you are doing a good job. The more you get promoted and rise up and get in a leadership position in your career, there's going to be curveballs for sure. There are going to be things that happen but you're going to have that confidence and that internal knowing that you know how to stay strong and exude the kind of presence you want even when those things happen. And that is going to make you feel so damn confident. And there you have it. If you want access to the full audio course and you want to immerse yourself in three steps to an unstoppable meeting presence, you can get the complete experience by heading over to justguzzitcoaching.com slash free resources, and you can sign up for three steps to an unstoppable meeting presence. It is not going to be up indefinitely. I'm going to be taking it down after the Art of Speaking Up Academy launch is over. So make sure that you grab it today. And now let's talk about how to speak confidently when you are put on the spot or you have to speak off the cuff or you don't have time to prepare. Over time, as I've done my podcast and as I've worked with more and more of you who listen to the podcast in my one-on-one coaching and inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy, I've gotten to know you all. And of course, you're all different. You all have different personalities and you're all unique humans. <laughs> but one thing that a lot of my clients have in common that you might also identify with is that you like to prepare. If you're going to be speaking, if you're going to be sharing information, you like to prepare. You want to be ready. You want to know what you're going to say. You do not want to have to speak off the cuff. And I get it. Speaking off the cuff, being put on the spot, thinking on your feet can feel terrifying. It can feel like you're jumping into a pool, but you don't know how far away the pool is. So you're just going to fall off the diving board and trust that eventually you're going to hit the water, but you have no idea when or how far away the water is or what temperature the water is going to be or how it's going to feel when you hit the water. That's what speaking off the cuff can feel like and being put on the spot can feel like you're venturing into the unknown. Now, this is a topic where I have like a deep, deep expertise for a couple of reasons. One is that I have done nearly 250 episodes of this podcast and I've had to learn to speak off the cuff 
for like an hour at a time as I record these solo episodes. And when I first launched the podcast, and if you go back and listen to the early episodes, you will hear what I'm talking about. But I was not strong at speaking off the cuff and thinking on my feet. I would get very nervous, even just re- just recording the podcast, not even like speaking to live people. I would just literally be in, in my closet in my apartment because that's where the best sound quality was, where I lived at the time. And I would hit record and I would try to speak and I would get nervous. I would start sweating. I would fumble my words. I would forget the idea behind my sentence. I would have to go back and start again and I would lose track of what I was saying. I couldn't hold an idea together, or maybe I could finally hold the idea together, but then I would like fumble a word, and I just couldn't get the words out. It was so hard. It was not a great position to be in as someone who had a dream of building a podcast. And not only did I not sound confident because I struggled with speaking off the cuff, but the quality of what I was able to share wasn't as high because I had to spend so long just to get the words out. It would take me hours to record one solo episode. Now, what's interesting is that was a few years ago. So that was back in late 2018 is when I launched the podcast. Now, (laughs) that is literally not a problem. My voice and my ability to speak off the cuff and think on the spot is, has just transformed. I don't get nervous when I'm recording the podcast. I rarely fumble my words. I rarely lose track of my ideas. I'm just able to go and be really, really smooth. Now, this happened because I kept on podcasting. I kept on sticking with it, even when it felt hard and awkward and I felt like a dummy and I just felt like I was embarrassing myself and doing it wrong. But there was one thing that happened in 2019 that was an enormous turning point for me, which is I started to take improv classes. It all started because my partner's friend was doing an improv show here in LA. I live in LA and we went to go see the show and I saw these improv students, it was students performing their class show. So you take the improv class and then when you're finished taking the class, you do a live show and they open up the theater, anyone can come, people invite their family and friends. And it was a class show. And I saw all of these improv performers slash improv students performing. And I thought to myself, that looks really fun. That looks so fun, I wanna try that. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I didn't think about how scary it would be. I didn't think about the fact that I was going to have to do a class show. That gave me so much anxiety. So I wasn't thinking about all the things about it that were going to be scary. I was thinking about how fun it looked. And I think if I had realized some of the scary parts, I might not have signed up. But thank God, thank God I wasn't focused on the scary parts of it. Because what happened is... That improv class, I fell in love with improv and I took one class after another after another. I literally took every class that became available as it would become available. And what began happening is my speaking voice started changing in very noticeable ways because the skills that I was learning in improv, how to think on your feet, how to be confident on stage, how to have stage presence, all of those things were helping my voice outside of improv. 
So I started to notice that recording the podcast was getting easier and easier for me. I wasn't getting stuck. I wasn't fumbling as much. And I noticed at work, because I was still in my corporate career at the time, I was starting to feel way more comfortable leading and kicking off meetings. I used to really feel this awkwardness at the beginning of a meeting. And often it felt like just those initial moments of the meeting, there was so much pressure and I knew that everyone was paying attention to me. And I feel like that knowledge that all eyes were on me and that I had to like set the tone for the meeting and deliver the agenda and start talking and kind of be the one pushing things forward. The pressure of that, I really felt. And I always struggled to kick off my meetings with confidence. And one of the first things that I noticed after taking improv was that stopped happening because I had been spending so much time in improv, kicking off a scene, jumping onto stage, like just getting in there that I stopped associating the feeling of like jumping in and getting started and speaking up. I just stopped associating it with being hard and scary because I had done it so much in improv scenes that I just got used to breaking the silence and talking. And it wasn't just that, my ability to speak fluidly got a lot better because I learned through improv that I could think on my feet. I learned how to think on my feet. I learned that no matter what happens, I'm always gonna come up with something to say. I'm never gonna really get stuck. Like what's the worst that can happen? It just really reshaped how I thought about what it means to speak off the cuff. And I generated so much evidence that I could do it and that I could make things up on the spot and be okay. And I got so much practice using my voice, stepping outside of my comfort zone, all of those experiences combined together to help me get really, really comfortable speaking without a script or without a structure. And through that experience, I realized that the ability to speak off the cuff, to think on your feet, to be asked a question, to be put on the spot is a skill that you can cultivate because I watched firsthand as I cultivated it through my experience of learning improv. And so I know a thing or two about being put on the spot and speaking with confidence because not only did I take so many improv classes and not only, by the way, did I take those classes, but when you take those classes, you do a real performance on a stage in front of a theater full of people. So I've done that multiple times. But as I was doing that, I was developing my voice as a podcaster and really learning how to have a presence when I speak and how to go with the flow and deliver an effective episode and an effective piece of content without having to plan out every last little detail. I do really, really little planning for the show because ironically, my best episodes, my best content, my best speaking happens with less planning. And so I've been on a massive journey with this and I have a really deep understanding of what it takes to effectively think on the spot. And this is something that's really important for you in your career because you're going to have a lot of conversations and meetings and interactions that require you to speak off the cuff. You might get asked a question in a meeting that you weren't anticipating. You might be sitting in someone else's meeting and your boss might turn to you and say, hey, what do you think of this? And you have to formulate your answer on the spot. A job interview is a great example. 
of course, you prepare your talking points, you come in with what you want to say, but you don't know exactly where the conversation will go. You can't anticipate every twist and turn that's going to happen. You just have to ride the waves as they come while also exuding confidence so that the employer wants to hire you. So the better you get at this, the stronger an impression you can make in all of these different work settings, meetings, um, interviews, networking, just all these different places where you are speaking on the spot. And if you're anything like my clients, a really big challenge and something that can feel really hard is getting asked questions that you hadn't anticipated. And as you get better at thinking on the spot, those questions will feel easier for you to handle and less scary. And you might even get to a point where they don't feel scary at all. They just feel easy and natural. So what I want to share with you are three things, three very practical things that are going to help you get better at thinking on the spot. Now, I want you to be open-minded about these because we're talking about habit change with these three tips, right? I'm giving you new things to try. And sometimes changing our habits is hard. And sometimes doing things differently can feel hard. And so adopting this requires an openness. It requires you to be willing to try things differently, to want to maybe go against an ingrained pattern that you have and try something different. But The good news is when you're willing to try something different, that's when you're able to create different outcomes and different results. Okay, so this first tip, this changed everything for me. This has literally just made my life so much easier. So what I learned in improv class is that in order to have a really good improv scene, you warm up before the scene. So when you see actors or comedians performing on stage, They might have been warming up behind, like backstage before they even started, but you as the audience didn't see that. And the same is often true for athletes, right? Maybe you are watching an athletic game. I don't know. I'm not a huge sports person. But before the game, there's warm-ups happening, and we don't always see those. We just see the main event. And so we tend to forget the power of a warm-up. In improv class, we would do lots of exercises to help us feel ready to then get into a scene and to improvise a scene on the spot. I also just realized I'm assuming that you know what improv is. You probably do, but just in case you don't, improv is a form of theater where you get on stage and do a scene. It's very often comedy and meant to make the audience laugh, but there's no script. Everything is just made up on the spot, so (laughs) it's a little scary. I can tell you firsthand, but as I'm going to share in this episode, anyone can learn to think on their feet and think on the spot. So What a warm-up does, the way that you can think about it is when you are going to be speaking off the cuff or thinking on your feet, I want you to think about it as like your your brain is like a multi-room castle with all of these different rooms. And depending on what activity you're doing, you're going into a different room inside the castle. So for example... When you were little, you might have learned to ride a bike. And so there's a room in your brain called riding a bike. And whenever it's time for you to ride a bike, there's a neural network in your brain that knows how to do that, that remembers that. And it's as if you are opening the door to that room and going into the bike room and remembering all of the things you learned about riding a bike. So the way that I think about it is everything we learn, every skill, every capability we learn 
It's like we're opening up a new room in this castle filled with rooms. So you learn how to ride a bike. There's a bike riding room. You learn how to play the guitar. There's a guitar room. This is actually a very simplified but somewhat accurate way of how our brain works. As we learn a new skill, a part of our brain changes as we are learning that skill. And so I just think about it as like, oh, the little section of my brain that changed as I was learning this new skill, it's like a little room (laughs) and that's the bike room. And that's the part of my brain that changed because I learned how to ride a bike or play guitar. Okay, so that's how I think about this. Now, to make this even clearer, I want you to think about the fact that the more often you do an activity, the easier it is for you to find that room. So if your brain is this big castle filled with these rooms and each room represents a different skill that you've learned, if you ride a bike every day, then you kind of know, okay, the bike room is on the third floor, fourth door on the left, and it's really quick and smooth for you to find the quote unquote bike room. So if you ride a bike every day and you get on your bike, then it's gonna feel easy to ride because you're so adept at finding the bike room in your brain and remembering how to ride the bike. Whereas if you haven't ridden a bike in three years, you might've forgotten where the bike room is. You're like, is it on the third floor? Is it on the second floor? Is it the first door? Is it the last door? So you're not super practiced at going to that room, going to that place in your mind. And then when you get on the bike, it's going to feel really, really clunky, right? So warming up is about visiting the room a little bit before you actually need to do the activity. So if I was going to ride a bike, let's say I'm doing a bike race or something, maybe I'm raising money for charity and I haven't ridden a bike in three years, it would be a good idea for me before the race, even though I know how to ride a bike, to maybe get on the bike a few times so that on the day of the race, I'm not doing it for the first time. So in my mind, I think about that as like, oh, I'm just going to the bike room a few times. I'm gonna make a few visits to the bike room so I know exactly where it is. I remember what door it is. I know how to open the door handle. It's like, I know how to get on the bike. That's how I think about a warm up is we're visiting the room a few times before we actually need to do the skill that the room supports us in doing. I know this is a funny analogy, but it really makes so much sense to me. So I'm hoping that it makes sense to you. So if you want to be speaking off the cuff, which is probably now a room in your mind that you don't visit often enough for it to feel really easy for you to access that room, then what you want to do is get practice visiting that room. You wanna warm up because then When it comes time for you to actually speak off the cuff in a high stakes situation, you know where the room is. You've done it, you're well practiced. Now, how do you do this in a work setting? How do you warm up for speaking off the cuff in a work setting? The answer is very, very simple. You speak more. If you are sitting in a meeting and you are quiet the entire time and then your boss turns to you and says, hey, what do you think about this project? It is going to be much harder to answer that question off the cuff than it would be if you are participating and a part of the meeting the entire time. Why is that? Because your voice and your thinking is going to be warmed up. You will have already made a few visits to the thinking off the cuff room in the castle because you have already been participating in that conversation. And so you wanna make as many visits to the room as you possibly can. 
You can visit the room by participating in a meeting. You can visit the room by making small talk with someone in the elevator. You can visit the room by talking to the person at the grocery store who's checking out your groceries. The more you talk, the more you speak, the more you use your voice, the more you're visiting that thinking off the cuff room. The most effective way that you can do this is in the actual meeting, in the actual settings where you are expected to participate. So don't wait until someone puts you on the spot. Don't wait until you get asked a hard question. Jump in the meeting sooner so that you can start visiting the room, warming up your voice, warming up your ability to speak off the cuff. Then when your boss turns to you and says, hey, what do you think about this project? You don't have to go from this cold start of silence to all of a sudden having a smooth answer. The answer is going to flow out of you much more easily because you've been talking. This gives you yet another reason, yet another motivation to speak up more in meetings because the more you speak up earlier on in the meeting, the easier it's going to be to speak towards the end of the meeting. Everything that you share makes the next thing and the next thing and the next thing that you share easier and easier and easier. This is something that I've learned in improv and it is something that I've seen to be true over and over again. It's so hard to go from like cold, hard silence to someone putting you on the spot and you having to speak. Now you can certainly do it. And as you get really, really good at speaking off the cuff, you won't need as much warming up to do it well. But one of the ways that you're gonna get good at it is by being a voice in the meeting room, by visiting that room in the castle, by using your voice and by speaking up. So that's the first thing that I suggest you do. The second thing that I suggest you do is something that all of my clients do the opposite of. So this is a big habit change and it's probably something you don't realize you're doing. So in order to get good at speaking off the cuff, you have to not be mean to yourself while you are speaking. So this is kind of a weird thing to think about, but as we are talking to people, as we are speaking, we are simultaneously thinking. So it's like there's two tracks. There's what we're saying, there's the words that are coming out of our mouth, and then there's the stream of thoughts in our minds. And if you're anything like my clients, then as soon as you start speaking, you have a highly negative, highly self-critical, very mean stream of thoughts running through your mind. You might have thoughts like, that was wrong. I sounded stupid. People are judging me. Why is this so hard for me? I'm not doing it right. They don't like this. You might experience a lot of very pessimistic, very negative thoughts. These thoughts make it nearly impossible to get good at speaking off the cuff. In order to be really good at speaking off the cuff, getting put on the spot, staying very smooth and confident when you speak, even if you don't have it planned all out or scripted, is you need to learn to feel confident. When you feel confident, it helps you have the courage to keep talking, even if you mess something up, even if you fumbled. And when you're being very critical to yourself in your mind, you feel the opposite of confident. You feel small, you feel dumb, you feel insignificant, you feel incapable, you feel incompetent. It's really, really, really hard to effectively speak off the cuff when you are feeling all of those negative things. It's sort of like 
Remember how I told you that speaking off the cuff is like a room in the castle of your mind and the more you visit it, the better you'll get at it and the easier it will be. So criticizing yourself is like trying to find that room in the castle of your mind with a blindfold on. You're not going to be able to find it because you can't see. You don't have the proper conditions, the proper support that you need to find and access that room. But if you have a flashlight and a map of the castle and you don't have a blindfold on, you're going to find the room much, much faster and be able to speak off the cuff much better. So self-criticism acts like a blindfold. It makes the task harder, whereas being encouraging towards yourself acts like a flashlight and a map. It makes the task easier. This is something that I go into in depth and is at the backbone of the Art of Speaking Up Academy. But the effectiveness of your communication and also the confidence that you exude in the tone of your voice is directly linked to the internal monologue that is happening in your mind. When the monologue in your mind, the self-talk in your mind is negative and critical, your communication quality goes down, the confident tone in your voice goes down, you become less powerful and effective, and the reverse is true. When your inner monologue, your thoughts, your mindset are positive, encouraging, badass, strong, supportive, your communication quality goes up and the confidence in your voice goes up. It's the blindfold versus the flashlight. What we're thinking has an enormous impact on the quality of our communication. And when we're being put on the spot, it's the hardest communication situation that we face because not only do we have the vulnerability of speaking, our voice is being heard, we're in the spotlight, but we have the additional challenge of having to come up with our ideas right in that moment. And so speaking off the cuff is one of the most challenging forms of communication, which means we're going to need all of the support we can get. We're going to need to feel as confident as possible in order to do that effectively. So if you want to get really good at speaking off the cuff, being put on the spot, thinking on your feet, you have to notice when you're going into a lot of self-criticism and you have to not get hooked into it and you have to practice. And this is a mindset muscle and it requires practice and it doesn't always feel natural at first, but you have to practice encouraging yourself. You have to practice telling yourself, I'm doing great. I'm so proud of myself. That sounded good. I'm being courageous. I'm happy with how this is going. Look at me go. Now, for most of you and for me as well, this is not natural, right? Like the natural way that I talk to myself is very mean and very self-critical. However, that mean self-critical self-talk doesn't get me where I want to go. It doesn't get me the confidence I want to have. It doesn't get me the voice I want to have. It doesn't get me the success I want to have. It doesn't get me the inner peace I want to have. So I've done a lot of work to strengthen my internal ability to speak to myself in a way that gets me to where I want to go. That is something that you can do too. That is also something I will help you do a lot inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. Okay, third tip. First, speaking off the cuff, this is a very practical tip. So 
the tip that I just gave was a mindset tip. This is a much more practical tip, but is to learn to buy time. This is something that I'm extremely good at and my clients get really good at this too. But when someone asks you a question or puts you on the spot, you don't have to answer right away. There are lots of things that you can do to buy yourself time and there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you need a little bit of time to think. So examples of ways that you can buy yourself time are, number one, repeating back what the person said to you. So for example, if your boss says, hey, what do you think of this project? You could say, oh, it sounds like you're wanting me to share my thoughts on the direction. Am I hearing you right? That just buys you a little bit of time. And the nice thing about repeating back what you heard is usually you get it right and the person says, yeah, that is what I said. And that little moment of them saying yes can give you this reassurance of, okay, everything's going good and it can help calm you down a little bit. So that's one way of buying yourself time. Another way of buying yourself time is to probe for more information. This is also something that you learn in depth inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. Let's say that you put up a slide in front of a group of people in a meeting and someone says, why are you doing phase two of the project that way? And you feel put on the spot and you're not sure what to say and you feel super nervous answering. You can buy yourself time by probing and asking them to share more information. So you can say something like, it sounds like you have questions about phase two. Can you share more with me? Asking people to share more is a great way not only to buy yourself time so that you have a minute, right? So that you can warm up your voice and get ready to speak, but also you often uncover really useful insights and information. And so it's something that I recommend doing. It is not a bad thing. None of these buying time techniques are bad. It's really good to make sure you heard the person correctly. It's really good to probe the person to share more information. So these time buying techniques are also just really effective forms of communication. So to recap for you, the three things that I recommend you do to get better at thinking on the spot and speaking off the cuff is one, warm up which means you want to find as many opportunities as you possibly can to participate in the meeting before you get put on the spot. Because the more you use your voice, the more smoothly it's going to be to continue speaking. Whereas if you're quiet the whole meeting and then you get quote unquote called on or put on the spot, it's going to feel way, way harder. So that's number one. Number two is to not be mean to yourself in your head. When you're mean to yourself in your head, it is really hard to speak smoothly because you're going to start to fumble and get stuck, not because you're not good at communicating, but because the mean voice in your head is so distracting to you that you can barely speak. So you want to work on being encouraging and supportive of yourself. This is a huge capability that I have had to build doing this podcast is learning what I'm saying is good enough. It's clear enough. People will like it. I'm doing great. I didn't know how to do that at the beginning, and I really struggled because of that. And the last tip is to buy yourself time. So if you do get put on the spot and you're not quite ready to dive into what you want to share, ask the person to share more information, clarify what you heard them say. That will give you a little bit of time and then you can jump into the dialogue and jump into your answer. 
So that rounds out the tips to get you started. And if this is something that you want to get good at, you will get good at this inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. I haven't talked to you much about the curriculum of the Art of Speaking Up Academy, but there are four umbrella topics that I walk us through in the Art of Speaking Up Academy curriculum. And you can actually see a detailed layout of the curriculum um, on my website at jessgazetcoaching.com slash academy. But the four umbrella topics that you will learn inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy are one, unstoppable confidence, two, a powerful speaking presence, three, CEO-worthy communication, and four, assertiveness that's authentic. Those are the four topics that I teach inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. And the second one I mentioned, a powerful speaking presence, is where I teach you how to exude confidence when you speak how to speak with a strong presence, even if you're being put on the spot, even if you feel nervous, even if you feel like you're not naturally a strong communicator. The ability to speak smoothly, to have something to say off the cuff, to be unplanned, to sound confident, to have a tone of certainty in your voice, those are muscles you can build. Your voice is a physical part of your body, and you can get better at using it in a really effective way. And what is so cool and so special about the Art of Speaking Up Academy is because my experience in improv theater was so pivotal for my confidence, and like literally it changed my life. It just helped me find a part of my voice and a part of myself that I was disconnected from. And I became so much more confident through that experience. And because it was so profound for me, I took a lot of what I learned in improv and how I learned to exude confidence and have presence in my voice. I took the best of what I learned in improv and infused that into the Art of Speaking Up Academy so that you can experience a similar transformation. Now, the Art of Speaking Up Academy is not an improv class. So if you are not a theater person and you're like, no thanks, I'm not actually teaching you improv. What I'm doing is I'm taking the tools, the learnings, the takeaways, the concepts that were most useful for me in getting my voice unstuck and really just learning how to speak and just be me and feel good and confident. I'm taking the tools that helped me do that most, and I infuse them into the curriculum of the Art of Speaking Up Academy so that you can learn to speak in a way that exudes confidence, that feels authentic to you, that helps you feel powerful, because ultimately, that is what I want for you. And that is also what is going to help you thrive in your career is to have a voice that feels confident, that feels good, that feels like you and that you feel proud of. That is one of the big pieces that you will get to work on inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy, and you will get to do it under my guidance and my teaching. It's a program with live sessions that are taught by me, and you get to do it alongside a cohort of professional women who are similar to you, who have big goals and big dreams for their careers, and who are committed to growing their confidence the same way that you are. And being in that energy 
is so inspiring. It is one of my favorite things as a participant, like when I'm in someone else's group coaching program, is to be around other people. And for me, particularly to be around other women who are doing it. When I'm in that energy, I just feel so motivated and so fired up to challenge myself to show up in a big way and to really bring the most of myself to what I do. And when you're inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy, you're going to be surrounded by other women who are doing it and having wins and stepping outside their comfort zone. And it is going to offer you so much inspiration, so much internal fuel to really challenge yourself to find a voice that is not only stronger, not only more authentic, but that is the voice that represents the real you and your full potential. If that is something that you are totally ready for, come join me in the next cohort of the Art of Speaking Up Academy. Doors open next week, Monday, May 1st. Mark your calendar, get ready. And in the meantime, between now and May 1st, get a free taste of the Art of Speaking Up Academy and what you're going to learn in there by taking my free audio course, Three Steps to an Unstoppable Meeting Presence, where I will walk you through the three foundations that will help you learn to feel confident, speak up more often, and exude confidence when you speak. You can grab that free course at justguzzitcoaching.com slash free resources. And you can learn more about the Art of Speaking Up Academy at justguzzitcoaching.com slash academy. I will drop all of those links in the show notes. Thank you so, so much for listening to the podcast. I am so excited for next week when I will finally get to open doors to the Art of Speaking Up Academy. And I will catch you there. Bye.